Okay, so the story of Kerach, Kerach's rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu, began right after the story of the spies. So there must be some connection about what Kerach was uh, revolting about, and that's why he revolted specifically after the story of the spies. So over here. So the Chassidus emphasizes the uh, the high um, ambition that the spies had. There's even a place Chassidus says, although the Gemara says that the spies don't have a, don't have a share in the world to come, Chassidus says they're beyond shares in the world to come. These guys are higher than the world to come. Even though it seems like they did such a terrible thing, but Chassidus emphasizes their virtue. What's their virtue? The virtue is is that uh, the reason they didn't want, the, the, why they ended up saying such bad things at the land of Israel is because they didn't want to go to Israel. Why did they want to go to Israel? Because they wanted to stay with Meshach Rabbeinu. They wanted to be in the desert. They wanted to be without the, any financial, physical worries. And they had to devote themselves completely to Torah and to Chassidus and to learning and to... The Rebbe talks about the Neshamas the Monaglim being associated with the world of thought, with the world of speech. They don't want to go to the world, realm of action. They want to stay higher up. But it was a big mistake. Why is it a big mistake? It's a big mistake because the Abishter has another plan. He, they have what they want, and he has what he wants. What does he want? He wants a dear Tachten. He wants to take a home for Hashem in the lowest realm. So therefore, their desire to make a home, to, to ignore Hashem's desire because of their own desire is a sin. It's wrong. may have noble ambition, no, noble reasons. As we say in America, the uh, way to hell is paved with good intentions. So may, they may have a very good intentions, but, uh, but uh, it was wrong. Okay. So Kairach is coming directly a- after this story. And the really chrono- chronologically, Kerach's rebellion doesn't, doesn't really make sense that it began now. Because the various appointments that Kerach uh, was upset about didn't happen exactly at this juncture of the story. Uh, Kerach was upset that, that uh, Aaron is a king Godel. He was upset that Moshe uh, Rabbeinu appointed uh, who he appointed to be the heads of the various families, Kahas and Gershom Rani. He's from the family of Kahas, and he should be next in line. So um, why, why did he, in, in the family of Kahas itself, Meshav Benu picked a, a different uh, uh, generation than, than Kerach. So if that was what he was upset about, he should have been upset shortly after the Mishkan was put up. And why is he upset now, after Tishavah, after Meragam came back? So the reason he's upset now is because Kerach's revolt is about the spies, what he learned from the story of the spies. He learned from the story of the spies that the Abishter mainly wants mitzvahs. That's the main thing Hashem wants. He wants physical mitzvahs. If Hashem subscribed a little bit to what the spies wanted, to what the spies were saying, then he understands why Meishe Rabbeinu is necessary. Why well, you need to have someone like Meishe Rabbeinu. Because the spies are saying that, that, that we have to be, be stay in the desert to be in a, have a spiritual life. Mm-hmm. But if Hashem's plan is different, if Hashem wants to have a home in the physical world, and, he, and physical mitzvahs are the main thing. So Kerach said, uh, If you 
if everybody has Hashem, everybody does their mitzvah to bring down Hashem's essence. Every does a mitzvah, brings down, it makes a, a home fresh in this little lowly world. So in that arena, Moshe doesn't have much over Kairach. If we're talking about the realm of love and fear of Hashem, yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu is way, way above it. If we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu's kavanas, we put on film, Moshe is above it. But if the main thing is mitzvahs, so then in mitzvahs, Moshe Rabbeinu puts on, on the same film. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu's film is written by a better scribe, that's because of the circumstance. But Moshe Rabbeinu's kavanas and film aren't that important in comparison to the physical performance of putting on the film. If the main thing is the, is the performance of Mitzvah film, the physical action, then why do we need Meish Rabbein? Why, why, is, why, why is it necessary to have someone like Meish Rabbein? So this says that the, that the Meish Rabbein of the generation is uh, so important, and in Tanya, the only way to cleave to Hashem is through cleaving to Tzadikim. So why is it so important to cleave to Hashem through Tzadikim? I need to have someone like a Tzadik when the tzaddik's role seems to be secondary in, in comparison to Hashem's goal in creation. Hashem's goal in creation is make a home for me by doing mitzvahs. So if, if mitzvahs are the thing, then uh, you shouldn't need Meshach. So, in the story of Kerach, there is a one part of the story where um, the Jewish people tell, uh, Kerach tells Meshach Benu, that we uh, we have this 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 uh, desire to uh, to be like Aaron and all the kingdom. We shouldn't have you choosing your brother and and changing the, and making up your own rules. Let us all have a chance. Let's all, so Moshe says, okay, we're going to give you guys a chance to do the Aveda, do the service of Hashem. But if I'm warning you, if you do it, if this isn't what Hashem wants, then it's not going to end up very pretty. So what's Moshe words to Kerach? In the morning, God will notify everybody who is his people, who he wants. In the morning. Why do you say in the morning? So Rashi brings two explanations. One explanation is, you guys are drunk. Sleep it out. Calm down. Let's talk tomorrow. Another explanation Rashi says is, there's, there are things that God made that, have, that, are, that are very firm. There are borders God made in the world. God made day and God made night. There is day. Day has a beginning and an end. God made it that way. You can't make day night and you can't make night day. You can't, you can't become a coin if you just, just, just because you want to become a coin. There's Hashem made certain things in a way that can never be changed. Like Yankel went to go to visit Mr. Goldstein to get some stucca. He knocks Mr. Goldstein's door. Hello, I'm collecting for this yeshiva. I'm not even Jewish. Please leave me alone. We're not Jewish. I have you on my list. I know about your list. I'm not Goldstein. I'm gold, and I'm not Jewish. So leave me alone. You're not Jewish. I can't be. My list is always right. Listen, I'm not Jewish. My father's not Jewish, and my grandfather, Allah Shalom, is also not Jewish. <laughs> so uh, there's certain things in creation that I made that have fixed borders. So. Day and night are one of them. So Yeshua is telling them, just like day and night are fixed borders, so too you can. So too there is a fixed borders in creation, and there is a thing called Meishar Rabbeinu, and there's things called Yidden. You can't switch things around. So the Rebbe asks a few questions on Rashi, Rashi's two explanations. Number one, if the purpose of Meishar Rabbeinu using day and night was to bring out how day and night are unchangeable, he could have said tonight, tonight we'll have this this test. 
he was talking to Kerech during the day, he could have said, tonight we'll have this test. If the purpose of Meshavet of delaying things was to kick the can further down the road so people should calm down and do tshuva, why did he say tomorrow? What up is tomorrow? To, to do teshuva takes a second. And one, it, 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 if he's waiting for them to have a change of heart, the change of heart might take a day, a week, a month, a year, ten years, a day. You never know when, when a person will have a change of heart. So what's happens to wait till tomorrow? Why, why to wait till the morning? So the Rebbe gives a, a, a very deep explanation, which is really critical to understand a lot of chassidus. And that is like this. It's true Hashem wants a home in this world. That's absolutely true. Hashem wants a home in this world. And it's true that a mitzvah brings Hashem's presence to be brought, drawn down and become part of the world. The Eivishter is here anyways. But a mitzvah downloads, if you will, godliness into, this, into, this, into the Gashmistical world and makes a lakus, makes Hashem's essence to become part of creation from our perspective. In other words, Hashem is here already. But when you do a mitzvah, you bring Hashem's presence to be here from the perspective of the human being. From, from, from the, world achieved this, this, uh, the world achieved this kind of connection. In Allah, there's a concept called Eide Biru and Eide Akiyum. Eide Biru means witnesses that prove something happened. Eide Kiyum means witnesses that make something happen. If I lend Zev $2,000 and I have no witnesses, so I could deny it, but I still owe him the money. Sorry, I lent it to you. You, you can deny it. Maybe you still owe me the money. But if Zev gets married without any witnesses, it's not just that, they, that, that the Chas and Kal could deny they were married. They aren't married. Witnesses are what establish the wedding to be. If their witnesses aren't, witnesses aren't kosher, they're not married. The, the, it's called in halacha edekiyim, witnesses that make something happen. So, in regards to the Jewish people, God says that we are called Hashem's witnesses. What that means is it's not just that we testify to God's existence, that we prove. No, we establish Hashem's presence in the world through the mitzvahs that we do. We make that happen. Hashem's existence is here already, of course, but our mitzvahs bring Hashem's presence in, into the world from, our, from, from the perspective of the world, from the world's own initiative. But even though a mitzvah brings Hashem's essence to the world, that's not enough. Why not? Hashem wants a home in the world, it's true, yes. But what kind of home does He want? He wants a home that's bright. He wants a home that's warm. He wants a home, a world that's lichtic, that's, that's luminous. So to, bring, to do a mitzvah, it brings Hashem's essence to the world. But Hashem doesn't just want a home. Hashem wants the home that He has here to be a home which is bright. And that is where the tzaddik's role is so uh, essential. It's true that a mitzvah, that the thoughts, speech, and action of a Jew are, 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 are impactful and they bring Hashem's essence to the world. But Hashem doesn't just want his essence to be here in a dark way. The altar writes in Tanya that if a person does a mitzvah with thoughts of self-aggrandizement or whatever, any, any, any negative reason, so the Torah he learns, the mitzvah they do, are, are, are submerging klippa. There's some negative energy that surrounds them. So he's adding darkness to the world. It's true Hashem's essence is coming here, but it's, it's coated in, in, the thick, in, in thick clouds of smoke. It's true that it, when a person learns Torah, even if he's learning for the wrong reasons, he's bringing Hashem's essence to be here, but essence doesn't mean light. It's Hashem's essence is brought down through the mitzvah, yes, 
but the the uh, the mitzvah itself is cloaked in darkness. On the other hand, when a yid does a mitzvah with the right thoughts and to connect, connect to, with love of Hashem, the mitzvah is luminous. The mitzvah brings light to the world. Not just the person feels better and does the mitzvah, but th- there's actually a change in the godly flow that comes to the world. This godly flow is lo- luminous. More luminous, I would say. Not that it's not luminous at all when you don't have the right kavana, because we're always saying that the mitzvah does bring light and is doing something. It's bringing Hashem's essence to the world. But the word, the word you, you light... You go so far as to say it doesn't bring any light? I'll go so far that it's possible the mitzvah bring darkness to the world. Because... If I'm learning Torah because I want to become the biggest big shot in town, then I'm getting more arrogant because every every another every other page of Hasidus and Gemara I'm learning, I'm getting bigger and bigger. Let's let's, let's not take the extreme. Okay. The average Jewish that you're putting tefillin on in the street, that putting tefillin on that person is bringing an immense amount of light. Or am I? There's difference. Listen, the, the, first of all. Just because someone's Joe Shmo and they're on the street doesn't mean that they don't that the neshama isn't lit up and put on film. Number one, number two, the mitzvah itself lights up the neshama. Number three, the uh, the intent you have in doing the mitzvah brings the light of the mitzvah. But there's another value of a mitzvah other than light. It brings down Hashem's essence to the world. Hashem has a, another part of the cosmos that is a home which will impact other parts of the cosmos as a result of that mitzvah. That mitzvah brings out Hashem's essence. But your intent in doing the mitzvah brings light into the world. Light and essence aren't the same thing. So that was Kairach's mistake. Kairach thought the main thing is mitzvahs. Who needs Meishah Rabbeinu? So what did Meishah respond to him? Wait till tomorrow morning. What happens tomorrow morning? What Meishah was alluding to Kairach was Hashem wants morning. There is day and there is night. They're both the will of Hashem. Hashem wants a person to study Torah and do mitzvahs even for the wrong reasons. But you should know that it's, that's not Hashem's deep, it doesn't completely fulfill Hashem's desire. He wants it to be boiker. He wants it to be mourning. He wants, and Moshe Rabbeinu continued, V'yidahavaya. V'yidahavaya literally is translated as Hashem will make known. But, but the Chassidus translates V'yidahavaya, God will become known. By Yid doing mitzvahs for the right reasons, for, for the love and fear, the love and fear of Hashem, V'yidahavaya, God will be known. Not pshat that, that Hashem doesn't just want us to do the mitzvahs. He wants us that we should know Hashem and then we do the mitzvahs. He wants us to, 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 to be there, to be present. Not just, just do like a robot, but you should actually make a vayidavayid that Hashem's presence should be revealed to you and you should know about it and you should feel it. That's what Chassidus gives you. That's what the connection to a tzaddik gives you. Action to a tzaddik gives you a different realm of Yiddishkeit that's luminous. That's what Meish said. The second point that he Meish made. You need to do tshuva. Maybe by tomorrow morning you'll do tshuva. What do you mean by doing tshuva tomorrow morning? You do tshuva because because you're afraid of punishment. Or you could do tshuva because, because you want something. You want to connect with Hashem. So Meishah Rabbeinu said, Boiker, wait till the morning. He's telling them, I don't want your tshuva to be something which is just because you're afraid of something. I want, the kind of tshuva Hashem wants is a tshuva which is full of light. It's true that anything that will get you to do the right thing is where you should put your efforts in. That the the musician Magad famously said, that uh, a person, although the Gemara says that you shouldn't say, I hate uh, Chazer, I hate to eat non-kosher, you should say, I want to eat Chazer, but God said not to eat it. 
Zichamagat said that's only if you never tasted it before. But if you tasted it before, you have other or you've had other sins that you've done, don't make any triggers on Yitzhahara. Do anything you can to distance yourself from the wrong thing. Atmos. We say Atmos here in Sof, yeah. That's, 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 in the, that's in the script. So, bottom line is, Koyrach's claim was coming because he learned something important, true, in the previous Torah portion. Yesterday we learned in the Torah that Hashem doesn't just want us to stay in Israel and to be in a holy spiritual environment our whole life. No, Hashem wants us to admit this in the physical world. So Koyrach said, okay, if that's true, why do you measure it? So Meshavina says, you're, you're right, it's a very big part of what Hashem wants is mitzvahs. But there's, another, other, there's a whole other dimension of what Hashem wants in the mitzvahs. And that is He wants light. And to have light in the mitzvahs, that's what you get by being connected, connecting yourself to someone who is holy and spiritual, like a tzaddik of the generation, like through Meshavina. It's not just that, that you, Hashem wants mitzvahs, Hashem wants luminous mitzvahs. Hashem wants, doesn't just want the home, He wants a luminous home. And therefore... The connection to the tzaddik is something which is which is really important because it allows it gives a different dimension to your performance of Yiddishkeit. And that's what I, that's what I want to share today. Any questions, comments, criticism? Back to the orange stuff. I saw yesterday that the Kosher Shaitzi actually did it for a positive reason. He saw that apparently the Yid was saying after the miracle, he didn't need to keep mitzvahs. Oh, interesting. The question is talking about mitzvahs. Still relevant. As soon as you started talking, you said the Rambam. I said, okay, how about the Mekoshes? How do we connect Mekoshes? As you continue, that Very also good. connects to that. Very good. There's actually I went to Einstein's yesterday. <laughs> Brought that out for